So this song, Kolon Shat Telelyat, it means like the whole soul or every breath or something like that. Praises Yah, Jah, praise Jah. Praise. Hallelujah, by the way, is praise God, praise Jah, that's, that's its meaning. Um, so when the, you get the, you know, the reggae musicians singing, singing praise Jah. It's actually just a literal translation of Alleluia. And Alleluia is an amazing kirtan. It really is a deep mantra that profoundly affects us. And it's a really good way to sing as a meditation. What I find maybe worth talking about is this concept of whether God exists or not. Which is a really ridiculous concept. The question is not whether God exists or not, it's which God exists. There's so many different ideas and definitions about what we mean by God. I mean, in, in the Norse languages, God simply means good. If you say um, good day to someone, you say God day, God day. It's the same word, it's goodness. And so, of course, goodness exists. I mean, there are some strange philosophies where goodness doesn't exist, but it's very rare. Pretty much, most of us agree that there is such a thing as good, and that we're trying to be good, do good, create good, uh, good things, enjoy good. And so, generally, we mean something more than good when we say God. But what exactly do we mean? And what exactly does exist? I was just watching this, this uh, debate between Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson uh, about this topic of whether God exists. It was kind of a bit more interesting than most of the debates on this topic because there were actually, both of them were intellectuals. Neither of them had a kind of religious Christian attitude. Generally it's just the religious Christians versus the um, somewhat rational atheists who were trying to decide, decide what, what, whether or not God exists. And they tend to agree on, at least on the definition of God. They're both talking about this uh, God in the clouds, the kind of religious dictatorial God. This one, this discussion got a little bit more interesting because Jordan Peterson at least questioned that definition of God and he had his own definitions of God. But I think what's, what's the problem here is that the people who are arguing about it are not people who anything know, any, anyone who knows anything about it. God is is something that's talked about by mystics who experience some kind of otherworldly existence, some kind of great consciousness, the great spirit, that they call God, and they describe it, no matter which tradition they come from, they describe it in very much the same ways. They say this is a, something that is very hard to give an exact quality to, we can't describe it as being something, but you can say what it's not. You can say that it's not limited, that it's not small, that it's not hurtful. Um, and 
basically there's this very peaceful experience as you connect to this great consciousness. So the, the concepts of God So there's concepts of God, They're, they don't start with religious fundamentalists who uh, believe in the Bible. They start with people who actually know what they're talking about. People who have been there and connected with this consciousness. And I think the, the arguments between people about whether God exists or not, and what indeed is this God, between people who are not mystics, who have not experienced it for themselves, is a little bit ridiculous. It's like, if you and I, assuming that you're not a great master of quantum mechanics, argued about the nature of subatomic particles, when we have not really studied all of the mathematics and experiments behind subatomic particles and we don't really know what we're talking about. We're not scientists who know all the evidence, have, have done all of the study and are able to put together a really sensible picture. We're people who really don't know much about it. And as an ordinary person who hasn't studied that much about subatomic particles, I tend to believe the scientists who have, that they pretty much know what they're talking about. Because they're the ones who've done the experiments, who understand the maths, and are able to explain, to some extent, how things work to the best of their understanding. Now, mysticism is like that. Mysticism is, is a study that takes time and, and effort to really plumb the depths of consciousness and understand how consciousness works. But when you do understand conscious, how consciousness works and when you can perceive it to some extent, then there's a lot of wisdom and knowledge that comes out of it. And, and the knowledge about God comes out of that mystical experiences. So when we're asking whether God exists or not, shouldn't we be talking to the experts? It seems likely to me that we should be talking to the experts. And there was another point. Another point here is what do we count as evidence for something's existence? A lot of what we say exists is because we see it or perceive it. Perceive it with our senses. If, I, if you see a tree outside and I say, how do you know that tree exists? Well, I can see it, I can perceive it, I can touch it. It seems to exist. Makes sense, yeah? So, what if you're blind and you can't see the tree? Does it still exist? Or everyone else sees it, except for you and a few others. Um, you can still touch it and, and feel it and, and sense it in other ways. And so, you assume that it does exist. But then what about uh, about a colour, a colour red, or a colour green? We know that the tree is green, and everyone says the tree is green because they can perceive the tree as being green. Those people who are blind cannot perceive the tree being green. And so we don't have a 
perception of this. We only have, you know, 99% or whatever it is of people can perceive that tree and we assume that it's still true. If you're going to take something that is perceived by less people, would it still be true? Does a certain number of people be able to perceive it required? Well, if you have, like we're talking about subatomic particles, there's a certain amount of people who are able to do the experiments to perceive what's going on in subatomic particles. And they're able to communicate something of that to the rest of us. And so we assume that subatomic particles exist. It's not very many people who are able to perceive and work with these subatomic particles. Now, something like God, there's very few people who directly perceive. But those few people spread out all over the world completely agree with each other about the existence and nature of God. And so those who do the experiments, all of them come to exactly the same conclusion. That is a very repeatable experiment. If we're doing science, God totally exists. Hallelujah.